Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. Um, you know, we're in this series now. We're on part two of um, the series of BPD, Borderline Personality Disorder. And if you have not listened to part one, please go back, start with uh, part one. I believe it's titled BPD or NPD, which is Narcissistic Personality Disorder. Um this is a really serious subject and, you know, I, I've said it so many times, I love my tagline, right? Every relationship begins with you because even a relationship with a BPD is going to begin with you, meaning how you respond to their reactions is everything. Boundaries are everything. Assertiveness, training, and learning how to be assertive 100% of the time is massively important. Learning um, most of the time the BPD is coming at you from their inner child, right? That wounded inner child and they are out of control. Now, um, but sometimes they might come at you from their parent, parental um, state, which is actually, believe this or not, it is their, still their inner child, but they think they're superior. They think they're, they're, um, they're right. They're convinced of it and they sound very parental. And so transactional analysis is super important. <clears throat> I've explained to many, many clients. They see how transactional analysis works is they give you a message, but there's a hidden message behind that message. So they say something but they don't actually mean what they're telling you. There's a message behind the message and your job when you are with a BPD is to decipher the message behind the message they're, they're giving you, right? So it's never about, you know, you, 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 um, you, you're cheating on me. You want to do this. You're never there for me. You don't love me. You don't choose me. You, you know, but, but they're saying it in things like, why didn't you text me right away? What, what were you doing? What do you mean you were too busy to do this? What do you mean you were, which says, I'm fearful of abandonment, right? So you have to decipher what their fear is and you have to calm them down. It's a job that basically you have to become part therapist, coach, psychologist. You have to literally become trained in how to de-escalate the situation. And is that what you want to do for the rest of your life? I'm not saying I have no empathy for BPD, people with BPD. I do huge empathy in my heart, but I never, ever again, I'm going to say it again, and I've said this a million times, unhealthy empathy is doing you no good, nor the person with BPD any good. You're just keeping them stuck in the cycle of abuse that they give to others and that they are doing to themselves. They are hurt, they're angry, they are sad, and they're gonna make sure you're hurt, you're angry, you're sad, because you are everything to them. You have to fill every void they have, and you cannot do it, nobody can. And so the longer this goes on, the more they stay stuck. And the longer you keep pushing it under the rug, just doing, you know what, well maybe they'll, they're not going to just change ever. Ever, an MPD, a narcissistic personality disorder, I can say will never change. 
very, very, very few people will change with MPD. BPD, you might have more of a chance. But it, you have zero chance if you continue to take the abuse for years and years and years. The first step, though, before leaving is learning how to be assertive, how to honor yourself, which is also honoring them when you honor yourself. It's all about learning boundaries and transactional analysis, honestly. Learning how to speak to people with BPD. And it is not easy because you are going to most likely react. They will wear you down and you will end up in the fear dance with them in some way. By the way, I've talked about the fear dance so many times, but I know I need to talk about that again. So let's just get going on today. Today, like more about the BPD today, more than the uh, narcissistic personality disorder. So basically... A BPD's opinion of someone is often based on their last interaction with them. So it's almost like they they lack long-term um, long memory. So you could have done a hundred things right. Okay. You could have had the most, the best weekend ever, which by the way, that's even hard to do. But um, so let's say you had the best weekend. You had all of these great things happen. You have been loving you. Everything's been great. Doesn't matter. They will remember the last interaction that you had with them. And if it wasn't good, you are an asshole. And if that interaction wasn't basic, by, by the way, them, you know, they're getting mad at you, but doesn't matter. You're the jerk. You're the one that is causing all of their um, the, their sadness, all their anxiety, their frustration. You are a piece of garbage that they cannot stand, right? It takes a while for them to get over that. They might fake it a little bit, but it's very hard for them to do that, right? So basically what they're looking at for you to be is the 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the white shining, most beautiful star that just glows the brightest in the universe, the brightest star you will ever see. And you're going to shine on them all day long. You're always going to choose them. You're always going to make sure they're happy. You're not going to make sure that they're not fearful of abandonment. You're going to make sure that they are taken care of at every single moment of the day and your star is never allowed to, allowed to dim. Ever. You have to keep that light shining on them at all times. So if you you know, well, what happens? Well, you have to live a life. <laughs> it's not funny. I know. I'm sorry, but come on. <laughs> you have to get a job. You have a job, right? Too bad. They're going to get jealous. They're going to get jealous of your friends, possibly your family. Oh, actually, not possibly. For sure, your family. They're jealous of everybody. Anybody that can take the, the, and it's not just the time away from them. It's also in weird, in some circumstances, it's, they feel that if they're not involved in every aspect of your life, they're not controlling it, which if they're not controlling it, what, then they're going to be abandoned. But bottom line is, is that 
you're choosing somebody else. Yes, and even the freaking job. Even the, the meeting at work. Even the visit with your sister, your brother, your parents. You're choosing them over the BPD. And that triggers, right? So you go, you're, you, you, you have to be a hero the entire time because people with BT, BPD feel um, a lot of times anxious, anxiety. They're terrified at the thought of being abandoned, terrified. There's the, the, a big difference between fear of abandonment and a BPD's fear of abandonment. You know, they feel isolated a lot. Um, but, but you, you can't be everything to one person, can you? You can only be everything for yourself. And when you're with somebody that can't fill any of their own voids and are begging you to choose them 100% of the time every freaking day of the week, you are not going to be able to do it. And what will happen is this. I see it all the time. This is one of the things they'll do. Beg you after they have berated and beat you down beg you to come back beg you that tell you that won't happen again i've changed i've done this let's try again some of them are just too big of an ego even believe it or not to beg they'll just almost say they'll forgive you which is just the oddest thing in the world but anyways but again they're they're out of control so Things are going to change. It's going to change. I promise it's going to change. I'm doing this now. It's going to change. And you go back. Oh, surprise, surprise. It happens again. But I'm doing this this time. I'm going to try this. I'm going to do that. They need intense help. And you are not the person that can give it to them. And it's not going to change in two days. It needs, they need help. And you need help learning how to deal with them, right? So, um... They will dissociate, right? What's dissociation? Well, um, it's, it's like you're escaping where the more stressful, stressful a situation is, the more the BPD will dissociate. So they'll feel kind of like detached, unreal, and they don't really remember what happened. I have, com I have clients that forget conversations ever happened. I, I, that didn't happen. I don't remember that. Yeah, it did. It did, right? They, it's almost as if, um, and if they do remember, by the way, their, their, their memory of that situation is quite different from what yours is. And some even lose, you know, all, um, you know, all contact with reality for a little bit of a time, right? I mean, and, and that's also hard because then they're 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 really angry at you saying that something happened saying you're saying something happened that they're saying it didn't happen and, and you're like yes it did this is what you said this is what you said but they don't remember they've dissociated from the conversation why it's too painful So, of course, there's the rage and there's the, you know, the mood swings. The emotions are intense. It's, you know, all of a sudden they become intensely unpredictable. You know, um, 
the logic, forget it. It's gone out the door. You know, and they're they're very unaffected by logical um, d discussions once they've hit the rage and the mood swings, right? So it's like all of a sudden you're um, you're you're hiking. And it's a beautiful sunny day. Yay, I'm out here hiking. Woo! And out of nowhere, this humongous black cloud comes and it just pours, dumps rain, thunder, lightning, only on you. <laughs> You're looking forward and it's still fucking sunny in front of you and it's still sunny behind you and it's still sunny to the right of you, to the left of you, but where you're standing, it is the biggest black cloud. Boom, 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 thunder, lightning, striking, hitting you. Oh, what the hell is happening? Oh, well, you have triggered your partner. And it's intense and it's dark and it's unstable. And it's so hard, right? And it, again, it can go from calm to full-blown in a fraction of a second the swearing starts the throwing things start the anger starts it is literally dr jekyll and mr hyde you have no idea what just happened and most people with bpd feel a huge uh, a very dark hole of emptiness and emptiness is it's 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 sad so if somebody feels empty, okay, that means they have a lot of, their, their gas tank is empty. So you have to fill it up. Oh my gosh. And by the way, you're not filling up a nice little uh, economy car. They're the freaking suburban, okay? And you have a lot of shit to, you have a lot of gas to put in there. And you can't. And there's a leak in the gas tank. And, and so every time you put something in, the, some gas in, it just leaks through the gas tank. It's an, uh, it's a pit. It's a dark black pit. It's a, it, the, their gas tank can't be filled because of the leak. But you keep trying and you keep trying, but you cannot fill it. And it, to them, they really believe, you know what? Um, you're not trying hard enough. You're not trying hard enough. Try harder. Choose me more. Be there for me more. Do this more. Include me more. You can't do it. And you, you know, every need of theirs needs to be filled. Every void needs to be filled. You didn't spend enough time with them. You didn't choose me there. You didn't do this. You know, um, And the, the, what does it do? It just creates massive chaos. It creates massive drama. And it's manipulation. They're great manipulators. Right? So, one, one thing that I want you to understand is that what do I teach all the time? What is this something that I teach? I teach you that you have a thought, you have a feeling, right? and um, you react. Think of it as, you know, you have that thought, which leads to that emotion, and then you, which leads to an action reaction, okay? So um, if, you, if you feel like you're going to lose something, like, I don't know, you're gonna lose your job, you're gonna lose your home, you're going to, you know, something bad's gonna happen, and if you're 
if you are not a BPD, you know, you start to take some action um, that is going to be helpful, right? You start, you know, reaching out to recruiters. You start um, trying to find a new jobs, putting your feelers out. You do things that are going to help you. So you don't start lashing out at people. You don't start looking at, okay, um, my boss, my coworker is against me. You don't start thinking everybody's rejecting you. You don't start looking for blame. You don't start, right? You start to take, you, you look at the scenario, the, the situation. Okay, what am I going to do about this? But somebody with BPD starts taking everything more um, personally, right? Um, and starts overthinking, starts really reacting to everybody around them. And it just keeps going on and on and on. You know, they have these, um, everybody will have um, shame, right? We all feel some shame. And hopefully once you heal, you can be done with the shame because shame is just negates the person, right? And shame is responsible for the MPD also. There's so many things that shame creates. And they have toxic shame. And that says, I am flawed and I am defective. And I am um, not capable of, of meeting my needs. I'm worthless. I'm not worthy. They have deep feelings of unworthiness. I'm not worthy. worthy. I'm not good enough. But deep, deep feelings of I'm not good enough. Deep feelings of um, fear of abandonment, right? Deep feelings of feeling insignificant. I am not significant, right? My clients will tell you, I'll go through all these things with them, right? So, so then um, this is a cause, right? So remember, I'm going to tell you again, that belief system, those limiting beliefs are what trigger the automatic negative thoughts from the, the emotions and the reactions and the actions, and it starts with those beliefs. So think of them, their limiting beliefs as the same as what mine were, yours were, but they're a hundred times more tethered. The, the chain that is um, keeping them tethered to those limiting beliefs is nearly unbreakable. And especially it will not be broken when you continuously allow the abuse to keep happening. Because it is abuse. You are getting emotionally abused. You're getting verbally abused. Some of you are getting physically abused. If you love the person you're with, you will you will stop it. You will stop. You will seek help. So it, possibly they can start changing through you. You will stop allowing this. Because it's not going to change anything for them. And if you do have empathy and compassion, you will understand that by allowing this to keep going on, by not trying to either change your behavior to, or to help them or to change other things, you're only, the only thing you are doing, unfortunately, is keeping your partner, spouse, stuck in mental illness. 
and mental illness is not, remember, I've said this before, it's not, you know, it's not some huge bad diagnosis. We're all mentally ill when we have thoughts that are untrue, feelings that match them, and reactions that are disproportionate to situations. That's mentally ill. Our thoughts are ill. Our thoughts are off. BPD, people are seriously mentally ill, right? So they're going to have that, that impulsive aggression. You know, they, they make threats. They might break things. They're going to speak loud in an angry, you know, tone. They're going to criticize everything you do. There are no boundaries. Don't even think about it. They can't set them and they cannot maintain people's personal limits. You set a boundary. Oh boy. They hate boundaries. Do not like them. Do not even like the mention of the word boundary. Right? It, um, control issues, of course, right? Um, and the control is basically because they feel so out of control within themselves. So they have to control everything around them. They want to make their world predictable and manageable and you predictable and manageable so you fill their gas tank with the hole in it. <laughs> right? It's impossible! It's control. It's a joke. I've talked about control before. We can't be in control of anyone but ourselves. That's it. But they really try hard to have control. Right? Um... They're very, they will lie, they will embellish, they will misrepresent. It's because every, so when, you know, when I talk about perspective, um, and I've talked about perspective many times, which is, you know, in Wayne Dyer, change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. They have a very emotional lens and they are convinced that their feelings are facts. And so what happens is that their emotional truth has like very little or no um, relationship to the actual truth. So, you know, um, one of the um, one of the things that uh, one of the perspectives that I teach about to my clients is emotional reasoning, which is I feel it. So it must be true. That is the exact example of a BPD. Now we all do it most some of the times, right? And and if that a lot you know what we've all done it by the way. We feel it so it must be true. We we think it's our intuition or whatever, but it's really not. It's just it's that um ego feeding us the automatic negative thoughts based on the belief system. But somebody with BPD really takes emotional reasoning and that is their go-to. I feel it so it must be true. And the more they feel it, the more it must be true, okay? Holy smokes. They embellish the truth to you, to themselves. They do everything to make themselves look better. They do not want a negative consequence. And they simply will avoid ever admitting they made a mistake. How many times have you heard the BPD apologize to you? Most BPDs will not start apologizing until after some work has been done. And normally that work starts with you when you stop accepting what you're accepting. 
because th uh, unfortunately this isn't the point of it but they have to be in enough fear fear that means you're actually not going to do this anymore before change will happen and that is when I see some of my clients will start apologizing whether they actually mean it or not I don't know in the beginning eventually they start getting it it's not easy you know I work usually work with couples first you know it's a certain amount of time and um and we can really get things back on track quickly when i'm dealing with personality disorders one one person one of them one one of the partners or spouses it could go on for 6 months to a year because it is not an easy thing for the bpd to start changing and healing and when i do see it i can't even tell you the relief i feel so, um, you know, you're going to see a lot of them. They, they have a lot of projection, a lot of, you know, like I said, the, the blame, all or none thinking. Um, you know, there's no shades of gray. Usually it's pretty much black and white. Um, they're very fragile inside. Um, you know, and those, those, those extreme behaviors are really what... Um, what is is hard to deal with, right? So they're just constantly trying to control others. Physically trying to prevent somebody to leave a conversation at times. Um, threatening. Threatening. They can be very threatening to you. Um, and those throwing of things, the all of that, and saying the meanest things possible. They know how to say the meanest things possible to get you. They take everything that they know it was is vulnerable to you. Everything you've ever opened up to them about and they throw it back in your face. Right? Um, and yeah, the violence is huge at times. And again, it's not just a physical violence, but the rage, the words. That's, that's violent. To hear horrible things being said to you and about you feels horrible. So I'm going to leave it with this part two with this. Okay. And, um, it's basically what I keep saying, but you can't change them, but you can change yourself. You can't change them, but you can change yourself and through changing yourself and healing yourself and learning certain personal development tools and healing your beliefs and all of that, that can actually push them towards recovery, seeking healing and help. But you will not help them if you stay right where you are right now. You will not. It will change nothing. Nothing will ever change. Remember, let's say it again. What? Oh, change only happens when it's harder to stay the same than change. That's it. I love every single one of you that are listening to me. I love my clients. I love the world, humanity. And I do. And I know more than anybody what hurt, not more than you actually. I know, how about this? I I know the level of hurt we feel and um, as humans, I've been there. I have been to deeply horrible, abusive places with people. I've been abused by the worst of them. Or how about the best of them? I'm abused in my job at times when my clients get upset. 
And when I have to react with, not react, respond with really assertive behavior, guess what will happen? I know that the, I know when I re respond with like highly assertive behavior where I stop, it's okay. It's called, here we are, ready? Because the truth is coming. I've tried everything. I've tried everything to get them to see things clearly, to come to pause for the cause, to help heal. They don't do the work. That's a big thing, by the way. The people that um, have BPD do not do the work, so they're not using the tools of recovery. They don't keep up with their appointments, right? Um, that's a big thing, too. And then they can, then they'll basically say, well, this isn't working. And when I get to that, like where I have to be assertive, really assertive, they'll either blame me and say that I am a jerk, basically, or they'll think about it and they come back and they're like, Heather, I'm ready. And the, at that moment, the relief and the happiness I feel for them is so hard to explain. I literally just start, I've cried, I've, I've, of course I pray, of course I, I, and I'm grateful, totally grateful. But if you don't think it takes a lot for me emotionally and mentally, you know, my job is nothing but emotional and mental every single day. And I chose this and I choose it and I will continue, although I'm not going to do, be taking on one-on-one -on -one clients in, uh, I think, at the most two more years and I'm going to lessen and lessen. Um, but it's hard. So I know how hard it is to live with somebody with BPD. And you've got to do something. I'm putting a, uh, my link to my 45-minute calendar free call um, in the show notes today. I'm really, I'm going to start, um, I'm going to start taking on some people that, I'm, I'm really shifting some of the clientele because I want to help the people that really want the most amount of help, which I, most people obviously that come to me do, but that are so ready and if you're in this situation click on that link set up your free 45 minute call and let's get some clarity and what are we going to do about this how can i help you you know okay have a great day evening morning afternoon bye-bye